Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. You'll know if you listen that we have the great opportunity to tell the stories of Harvest Baptist Church as we feature interviews with our members and often other friends of the ministry. Now, you can join us at Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. Our morning worship service begins at 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning, and we'll be focusing on Spiritual Growth 101. It's part two in Romans 12 this week. But today on Harvest Time, let's begin by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hey, Pastor. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Good to see you again. And uh, good to talk about Sunday, which we're looking forward to being together as a church family and continuing just a short little series on one of my favorite passages in all of the Bible, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Last week, we talked about uh, verse 1 and really just one of the phrases that we'd present our bodies a living sacrifice. We talked about what surrender means. Um, and use the phrase, uh, surrender, no strings attached. And um, it was exciting to see you know, a number of our church family respond, saying that's, that's how I want my life to be lived, surrendered to God. Uh, we're going to come back this Sunday and continue on with that same context. Verse 2 then describes uh, how we're supposed to live out this life. And yeah, we are. the title is Spiritual Growth 101, but... Romans 12, 2, you know, talks about, um, it talks about change. I mean, that's the word. And for some people, change is really scary. We kind of like the way things are. And then for a lot of other people, uh, you know, they want their life to be different. They're looking for change. Um, and either way, Romans 12, 2 talks clearly, I think, to anybody at any place about what spiritual growth looks like um, and uses some interesting terms that we'll spend some time talking about. Um, but it has this idea of renewing our minds and the transformation of our heart. And, and all of this is the work that the Spirit wants to do in our lives. And so we're just going to talk through it. I think it'll be helpful uh, and encouraging. And so we'd invite uh, our listeners to join us on Sunday uh, for that service. And then I wanted to mention, too, that the following week, uh, we're going to kick off a, a much longer series beginning in the book of Acts, and we're just going to be working through the first 11 chapters of Acts over the next, I don't know, maybe half year or so. And uh, so that'll be two weeks out uh, that we'll uh, begin talking about uh, Acts, uh, the early chapters of Acts, connected with our theme for the year, which we're going to introduce this Sunday. Well, we're very excited to have some friends with us that are not new to Harvest and probably not new to most of our listeners, but uh, good to have missionary uh, Mark and Diane Zimmer with us. They're on campus for a few days this week and agreed to come and be uh, part of, uh, of our show today and talk a little bit about their testimony. So welcome, Mark and Diane. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, been on campus here, you know, quite a few times over the years. Um, tell me a little bit about you know, your ministry, uh, where you're serving, how you got there. Maybe in a minute I'll ask you, Diane, about your family and some of the pieces about that. But Thanks, Pastor. So um, we've been in Yap, Micronesia for almost 15 years now, and um, it's been a real um, challenge and a blessing to see the Lord uh, do a great work there and just to be part of the team that um, God has assembled there on the island. Um, I felt God's call to the mission field um, right after I surrendered to the call to preach when I was um, about 30 years old. 
And I visited different mission fields and um, went to Africa and uh, Puerto Rico and Mexico and different places and was praying where God would have me to go. And uh, my brother felt God's call to go to Yap. And on his survey trip, I actually went with him mm. um, and ended up uh, staying at the church where I'm now the pastor and had no idea that God would call me back there. But um, so when we were there, I didn't I did not feel that that was where God wanted us, but later on, just a couple years later, we visited, and um, I had been really praying about missions, and God laid it on my heart that this is where I want you. And at the same time, I had brought my wife with me and our little daughter, Cherith, and um, she said, if, if um, God called you here, I, I believe I could do this. And so I looked at that as a sign from the Lord, and mm. we went back and right away started our, um, our deputation traveling around to different churches. Wow, that's really interesting. It, uh, Diane, that's, I'm sure it was a significant process of thinking, uh, evaluation. You guys were both you know, around 30 years old, had a baby girl. Um, what did God have to do sort of in your life as you're thinking about serving in Yap? Yeah, definitely it was it was um, exciting but also scary. I, I remember feeling quite afraid that I wasn't adequate to to live there or do the things that God had called my husband to do. But mm. um, I remember uh, a little old lady told, telling me that all I needed to do was to serve my husband and serve my family and anything else would be extra. And I thought, okay, I think I can do that, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, that's really has been what God's done. You know, I just do what what any normal American woman would do just on the other side of the world, and God gives me ministry opportunities along the way. And um, it's been, although I was very scared, now I look back at it and I think I'm more scared now to go back and live in the States. <laughs> I feel so at home in Yap, and uh, it's it's definitely our home. It's where we've raised all of our children, and uh, it's been a wonderful experience. And God knew that, even though I didn't know you know, but he knew that that's what he had for us, and that was the best thing for us. So just being willing to um, to give up my expectations and to just know that wherever God called my husband, he called me too, and that he would give me the grace to, to do that job. I'm sure that there were, had to be some, I don't know, is fear the right word, apprehension, Thinking about you know raising your family, you had just one child at that time. Is that right? Or, or? Oh, we had we had four when okay. we moved to Yap. Okay, so when you were, first went, Cherith, mm-hmm. you just had Cherith, but then four. Yes, when you, right okay. when we visited. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we moved there. Our children were seven down to two months old. So and now they are twenty-two, and now we have an, another son too now, and he's nine years old. So five kids now. So how did you deal with the apprehension of, you know, moving a young family? Um, Did God give you a peace about that, or did you just have to work through some of the fears? I had to definitely work through some of the fears, but um, I think the plane trip out was (laughs) one of the scariest things, you know, with seven down to two months old. But um, yeah, it was it was kind of an adventure too, mm-hmm. and it was fun for our kids to experience all the new things on the island, and um, 
and it's been a great place to raise our kids. They've had a lot of fun there and um, been able to have a lot of international experiences that have helped them. But um, definitely it was fearful at the beginning, but I think most of the fear was in my mind, Mm -hmm. you know, because once we got there, it was not really a fearful place to be. But I think, you know, Satan likes to work in our minds and and get us all worked up about things and those expectations that we we are afraid of. But um, when it comes down to reality, there's so much that's the same all around the world. And the women are the same and, you know, our kids are the same. And so... I think just getting over those expectations of what we think is fearful. Yeah, expectations is an interesting word. And I'm just thinking about other people um, that, you know, over time God calls to go to different places like he did with your family. And um, I really love the perspective that, you know, that you're sharing about this was just where God had called us and uh, uh, there's an adventure component of it. Um, but managing the expectations, I think, probably is an important thing for any of us in any step of obedience with God and, and trying to understand and work through that. Mark, did you feel any responsibility? I mean, I'm sure that you did of, you know, moving your family together and had uh, your brother Paul already come or did you guys come at the same time? What were the kind of... Yeah, so Paul had been there for about two years when we got there. Um, but when we first landed, he was on... Um, on a furlough and so we lived in his house for six months and um, I was doing some construction and trying to finish up some things on his house while we were there but I did sense uh, I have a real strong feeling of responsibility to protect my family mm-hmm. and um, to try to um, to gracefully um, get them into the life there and try to make it you know possible for them to have a long-term or longevity, um, a long-term uh, stay there. So I felt uh, that it was my responsibility to try to um, keep them from something that would really scare them. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a few incidences right at the beginning that were scary and um, involving some a conflict that had happened. Um, and um, I wasn't able to protect them from that. Mm. So, but it was um, God really gave us grace, and and um, through those first years, um, my children, we always tried to do something fun with the kids on the water, and um, you know, so we had we had a lot of fun, but um, we also had some challenges as well. For a lot of my life, I've been challenged by a quote from Jim Elliot. I've repeated it many times, but. Jim Elliott said a lot of awesome things, but one of them was that God always gives his best to those who leave the choice with him. Um, and I hear that in some of your story of you know, you know, just following God and that where God puts you is absolutely the best, not just for you, but for your children as well. And I think about it in terms of other uh, maybe young couples or young families or, or older families as well, that maybe God is pressing them to ministry outside of what they currently feel comfortable with uh and and you know satan as you mentioned i can use fear to come alongside and say well you know how's this all going to work and um but uh, to be able to approach it with if this is god's will he's you know he's going to bless and there's going to be challenges no matter where we are but we want to serve god and god gives his best to those who leave the choice with him and that's great to see that in the life of your family you talked about some challenges uh, you want to share 
any of the specific challenges that happened early on or maybe through the ministry that have been growing seasons for you? Well, I think the biggest, um, some of the biggest challenges of living in a in a new place is um, just trying to find out what you can and can't do, mm-hmm. and um, without offending people. And um, so, we have to be really careful about um, certain things that we would normally do that might be offensive. And um, so. That was a challenge to get alongside of another guy who would show me how to live there. What kinds of things are you thinking about? Just cultural things, you know, that you don't want to offend people. And you never, they don't always tell you what those things are. And so you have to kind of figure them out. In our culture, we like to take pictures a lot. This Mm -hmm. is one I just thought of. We'll we'll go around and take pictures of people and, you know, get a picture with someone else. Well, in their culture, we we can't just go up and take a picture of someone. It's offensive to them. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're... We didn't know that till we were told. And there's a lot of things like that that just, you know, you can you think you can just walk wherever you want to walk and go down and visit somebody. But if you walk into a village, you can actually offend people if you don't do certain things like carry a little branch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other there's other things that are um, culturally um, cultural taboos for visitors to do that. You have to kind of figure those things out. And God sent along Roland to work with me, and he basically taught me what I could and couldn't do and how I could um, do something to um, find favor in the eyes of, of the people. Like just the way you present. Um, one, of the, one of the great things you can do there is give somebody a tuna or a, a fish um, from outside the reef, and there's a way you can give it, and it's it it brings honor to whoever you give it to. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And just learning those things, uh, it's true. Almost in any culture that we go to, it's uh, I've done a little bit of traveling around, and it's funny how you you learn cultural cues sort of in the place that you're from. But when you step into a different culture, you know that you don't know those cues and you don't know what you don't know, <laughs> you know, what you're missing. So there can be a little bit of uh, apprehension even uh, about that. I know that um, kids sometimes struggle a little bit with that. And your kids were younger, so they maybe were able to learn it naturally, but trying to read people and, you know, how they, how they see certain things. I had a chance to be uh, on YAP with some of our HPBC students this spring. And unfortunately, your family wasn't there, but I really enjoyed the ministry at your church and um, and also at the church that Paul serves in. Um, so it's exciting. It's very exciting to see what God's doing there. Uh, how many years have you been there now? What do you? What are some of the things that you've seen God do uh, as you've served there? So we've been there about fifteen years. Okay, and, great. Um, God's been really working in the hearts of people, and that's been exciting. And with our partnership with Harvest, we've had a lot of our young people come back and get involved in ministry. And um, it's been neat to see the Lord um, using Harvest to help us with that. And um, I just think of the verse that says, some plant, some water, but God God gives the increase. And um, so I just want to be part of the ministry and see what God's going to do in the future. Um, with some of our young guys coming up that um, have an opportunity to preach and to, to uh, um, influence their families, um, we've actually got 
now some of the first generation young people at Harvest that were there when we first came as little mm. kids. <laughs> so that's that's neat to see them um, going to be coming back soon, and it's neat to to have marriages in our church from kids that were in our church as children, um, and so. I believe in the future that um, our church is going to have a have a local pastor, and um, that the community will will be established there as a community of believers that um, can reach their own people and their own generation. And that's my goal in the in the ministry there, as well as seeing some other ministries on the outer islands established. Um, and there is room for other ministries on Yap and especially down in the south, and, and that was an original burden in my heart to see um, a church established in the south. And um, so it's a small island, yet it's kind of big, and um, when you stand back and think about the groups of people that are there that need to be reached. How many, what's the population there? Um, last time I uh, heard about is around, around 10,000 to 12,000 people fluctuates once in a while with people coming and going from the outer islands and to different places. Okay, sure. Yeah, the partnership that Harvest has with a number of ministries and churches around Micronesia is really thrilling to me. It's so um, encouraging, and we're thankful to be able to come alongside you pastorally and the church there and be a help. And uh, our the students at HPBC at Harvest Baptist Bible College that are from Yap um, just have a love for God and um, and a heart for ministry which you know it's ev evident very obvious that they're you know growing up in a place where ministry is important and they want to serve God and so it's really um, awesome for us to come alongside and, and hopefully help in that training and the equipping for the, the future the next generation of leadership of the church, um, of the church there, and yeah, uh, you do have students uh, that are here at HBBC. Diane, how many kids are here from your church, and how many maybe from Yap in general? Okay, I think there are about twenty-six students now wow. from Yap, and I think around ten of them are from our church, and then some from the outer island churches that um, our church planted. So it's really exciting to. To see them, like Mark said, grow up in the church and then want to go on to serve him. And it's it's exciting to see them come back and with a burden and, and being trained to be able to help. They're always so helpful in the um, summers when they come back. Mm -hmm. They take over most of our ministries and uh, they do a great job. When they come back, when the students come back, either in the summers or in the, you know, after they graduate, uh, what's been the impact? Um, you know, are they being effective in ministry? How do the, how does your church family view them, or even the island view them as they come back as you know graduates of of Harvest? Well, I think that it's it's a huge impact on the young people because they see that it is possible um, to not only talk the talk but to walk the walk, which mm. is huge for them um, because. Um, just to see someone who changes in their heart and God does a work in their heart and it's a genuine change. Mm. And that makes a big impact on our young people because they don't have a whole lot of role models when it comes to someone who's living for the Lord. So um, that helps a lot. And being able to have the young people um, come into church and tell 
the church people what they're learning. And um, that's big because they see, well, if they can do it, maybe we can do it too. And so that's been that's been a huge blessing for not only the kids and the and the teens, but also the adults to watch these young people growing and maturing and uh, making great choices with their lives. So that's big. So uh, when I was there this spring at the church at uh, Yap Baptist Church, um, it was there was a very um, noticeable energy. Uh, enthusiasm for ministry, singing was awesome, people were active and involved. Um, I know that God really is doing a neat work there. And you're in the process of some building, is that right? Yes, we're going to expand our building. That's so exciting. Yeah, the Lord really laid it in our heart that we needed more room, and so God's been providing, and um, we've actually been, we're going to use local lumber to build it, and um, so it's uh, we're looking forward. We're starting middle of September with the with the building project. And you could use a little bit of help, right? You have some teams coming from the states that are going to be part of it. But if there were others, you know, from Guam, from Harvest, that wanted to to help, you maybe could use some help over the next months. Yes, uh, between October and December, we'll be probably doing the block work, and um, we could use help on that. It's it's uh, a lot of manual labor on that um, picking up those blocks and things under the hot sun but um, and then um, after that we'll be pouring a beam and that's um, also a lot of work because we have to we can't just call the cement truck we actually mix it ourselves and so it's a lot of work and anyone who wanted to help it would be a huge blessing over what time period are we thinking here if um, if there was available help in October or November that would be that would be really great because we've got our the next team I think comes in December the beginning of December. I know that you'd been praying that God uh, would allow some funds to come in in order to build the building and some other ministry initiatives. Um, do you have a, just a report on that? Yes, um, the Lord provided in in miraculous ways that um, we had actually three churches that um, gave very large donations to the project. And so I believe we we have the financing that we need to, to build it. So um, when we get to the end, we'll know if we, you know, if we hit the mark or not. But I believe that with the, since we don't have to purchase lumber, it's going to cut down on the price quite a bit. Um, so all summer, the the harvest students helped us as we were making the four by six uh, materials for the project and the two by six and all that. So that was a huge help and. Um, I believe that once we get going, we'll see if we run into any um, anything that would would cause it not you know to run out of money. But I don't think so. so. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm thankful for you guys and for your testimony. It's been um, we've kind of connected over the years, but actually this week is the first time we've actually met face to face. So that yes, was exciting yeah. for Faith and I to be able to spend some time with you and really enjoyed. Just the fellowship and friendship and looking forward to uh, that continuing, but asking for God's blessing in your ministry, thankful to feel like uh, that we have a chance to be a little part of how God is using you there. And want you to know that um, we're committed to pray um, and come alongside how, however we can help. Um, just continue to ask God to bless you know, the, His work there in Yap, not just at 
Yap Baptist, but a Faith Baptist, and, and maybe some other ministries both there in the Outer Islands. So thank Amen. you guys for serving and being willing to take some time to come and talk about it a little bit here on the radio. Thanks, Pastor Walton. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Well, as always, during this time of the program, we want to personally invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. Now, we begin at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning. We have children's programs, adult Bible fellowships. And then at 10.30 a.m., you can join us for our morning worship service. Spiritual Growth 101 from Romans chapter 12. This is part two of Romans 12, 1 and 2. You can stop at our Welcome Center, which is right out in front of the auditorium, if you need directions to your class or your children's class. And, of course, you can find more on our website at hbcguam.org. hbcguam.org. Thanks for listening to Harvest Time. Mm -hmm.